And when you realize that, that's when you make the decision that you're going to play your best. Because if you don't, you don't have it tomorrow. You don't get another 48 minutes. That's what we're here for. The pride, the tradition, the family. Yeah, about the guys in this room. Nothing else. 48 minutes for everybody who's here. Do you understand me? Yes, coach. Welcome back to Toilets to Titles. I am your host, DDP, and you are watching the 35th episode of P2P with my guy, Boomer. How we doing today, my man? I'm good, man. I appreciate you getting up and going with this one today because I'm I've been crazy. I, listen, I got you in rare form, fresh out the gym, fired up. I didn't know what intro to play. I wasn't sure to play P2P or, or head-to-head because I know you're feeling in some sort of way right now. So, uh been a while. Me and you on a screen together. We're gonna we're gonna hop into uh, I guess you would say it would be week two of the bowl bowl season, right? I'm gonna say it's week two. Um, there's there's a couple of games gonna highlight here. Uh, there's a couple of things in, in the headlines. I just want to run down and, and see what my man Boomer's uh what thoughts on what we got going on this week. So, right off the rip, um, for the weekly headlines, I'm gonna go with uh, UCF highest Chad Creamer as a special teams coordinator. What are your thoughts on that? I thought that was an interesting hire. I mean, for South Florida, it's a, it's a good hire because it's a name, right? Right and, right. and I think that South Florida's had those moments where they've had some good coaches. I, I love Charlie Strong personally. So that they've had some guys that are some names. They need a guy that's going to get after it. And yes. I think Kramer's the right guy for that, to be honest with you. I, I'm a little surprised it's just special teams, to be honest with you. So – I think it might be special teams for the stop. We could see some change as uh, the season yeah, progresses yeah. Or, or, or the following season. Uh, this is – listen, they're building something at Texas State. Um, J.G. Kine came over from Con Ord who puts up new – like numeric, the numbers are just huge. Astronomical numbers on offense they were putting up, right? Um, they brought in Jonathan Patek, the defensive coordinator from U- uh, Utah uh, Tech. They also brought in the offensive coordinator, Craig Stutzman, and now they brought in the running back coach, Cam Martin, who was from Incarnate Ward. What are your thoughts about what's going on at Texas State? They're building a squad, I think. I love G.J. Kinney. Um, obviously, like, I'm an Oklahoma boy. He's, you know, he's quarterback at Tulsa. Uh, he's got a lot of faith in him. You know, people people really like him. You know, he's a stand-up dude. Uh, and a lot of people thought, like, he wouldn't even – Consider the NFL because of just how he was in college. Everybody thought like he's just a coach's kid and right. like this is who he's going to be. And he started off hot, you know, in Carnegie Ward, even losing their quarterback, yeah. you know, at, you know, to Washington State. He it didn't change anything for him. He's like, okay, next man up, mm-hmm. and that, it's impressive and and it's cool that he's going to get a chance at Texas State. Uh, I I think this is just a short stop for him because if he succeeds at all this year or next, you know, in the next two years, he's just going to keep going up. You oh, know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, I mean, it's just, a, you know, small, small, small. We're, we're going to see an Urban Meyer type of move. Small, small, big, 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 right? And and that's where G.J. Kenny could really get to. Um, so, it'll be interesting. I, I, I love the hire personally. Yeah, I feel like uh, G.J. Kenny, it's, uh, you know, the roller coaster slowly to the top, then we're going to get that take off and you're going to see what he can really do. Uh, yep. Next up on, on the thing, we've got uh, 
Stanford High, and I like this a lot. I think this is a slick hire. Um, Stanford High is Wisconsin linebacker coach Bobby April third as the DC. This guy's coming over with some NFL experience. I think this is a solid, sneaky hire. Uh, what are your thoughts, Boom? I love it. I mean, at Sta- Stanford. Well, let's be honest. You and me, neither one of us like the head coaching hire. <laughs> no, um, I just didn't get it. Uh, but. I love Bobby April. So, I mean, it's a huge move for them. It, you know, big on them. It's their defense. They need to be a defensive team in the pack world. I mean, it's just, it's just going to have to happen. Whatever, you know, Coach Prime's going to do at Colorado, they're going to have to have something to, to match it. And this is going to be a great hire for them personally. Like, I love it. I know you like it. So, yeah, I, I thought it was off the charts. Now, that's not on the sheet, but it happened last night late. And I know you're a fan, so I'm bringing it up. Bethel Cookman hires Ed Reed to be the coach, head coach now. They lose Dion in the SWAC, but they bring in Ed Reed, so they got some more swag coming into SWAC East. What are your thoughts? I absolutely love it. Uh, I stated last night at CFB that I feel like there could be a chance in the future where you see guys like Ed uh, Ray Lewis maybe, you know, maybe guys like John Randall. I know his son is in college. Those guys could incorporate themselves into being coaches in, in college. Uh, with the way things are going. What are your thoughts? You know, with Bethumit, that's a huge hire. Ed Reed's a phenomenal name. Everybody <laughs> talks about how great he is mm-hmm. in general. I mean, he's easily one of the top players of our era, in, in, uh, and we can argue lifetime. Yeah. So to to get that, that's a massive hire for the SWAT, like, you know, like you said, because you're losing prime, I understand. Ed Reed's one of the top 10 safe, safeties of all time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you kind of – Miami's got to be in a weird spot where, like, man, we could have got this dude to be like a, you know, defensive coordinator or, you know, DB's coach or something like this and bring him home. And because Bethune ain't going to hold on to him, especially if he plays well. I mean, if he puts it, out, he gonna, it's going to be just like. It can only go up. They were yeah. two and six in conference, two and nine overall. I mean, you can only go up. Yeah. So, I mean, big hire for them. Again, it's more of a stepping thing for him. Uh, it's just kind of cool to, hey, like, let's give this guy a chance. What else? What else we're gonna lose, you know? So, right. I, I like it. I think it's cool. I love Ed Reed, though. I mean, he he don't he don't bullshit. So I like it. I'm a little confused. You mentioned the Hurricanes, right? So I gave Chris Ball a D, uh, first year coaching report card, right? And then and recruiting them, I gave him an A minus. They brought in some big dogs. They only lost a minimum amount of guys. They lost like four or five guys the first day, but then they brought in some five stars and four stars, and they got some guys in the transfer portal. So I, I gave him, you know, I gave him. A, B plus A in the recruiting spot. You had Ed Reed on your sideline. He was there as like a consultant for guys in multiple games this year. See him in the jacket with the Miami U on. And like, how'd you let that guy slip away? They, they got the money, right? They got the bag. Oh, the boosters were going to pay more than what, what Don Cookman was going to pay. Like, I just don't get that. You, that's homegrown. You're supposed to keep your own. Yeah, especially when you when you know he's interested. Like, right. I, mean, I, I mean, I ain't trying to be rude, but what does Miami do defensively? So, yes. and in that aspect, <laughs> let's say, hey, you know what? Let's give it a shot. I agree with you 100%. It just was odd to me. Uh, I don't maybe know. He right. didn't want, hey, maybe he didn't want to be the, uh, a defensive coordinator behind, you know, Cristobal. So, yeah, m- maybe, and you know, maybe Reed wanted to go get his feet wet before he came into a solid position, too, because, you know, he seems like that type of guy that doesn't just like to dive into things, not knowing what's going on, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's a dude that, that literally came in the NFL and roomed with Ray Lewis for like three years, lived on his couch for three years before he even went out and did his own thing. So he, he likes to be prepared. 
All right. You know, it's funny. He, he looks rough, but that dude has everything squared away. Ah, it, it, it's know? just the type of way he is. You know what I mean? It's way, I oh, love yeah, it. Got the, I uh, love it, dude. Big hair. He got the gray strike in that thing, dude. He's doing his thing. I let's, love uh, it. Let's get into this Texas uh, Tax Act Texas Bowl. We got Texas Tech versus Old Myth NRG Stadium in Houston. The 9 p.m. game. Old Miss is a uh, three and a half point favorite. Big numbers at the over on the 71 and a half. All right. Uh, I'm going to throw out some names and some stats here. You know, I went to All Ads because All Ads is the uh, most up-to-date depth chart that we can get for college because with guys transferring, guys not playing, guys going to the NFL, you don't know what you're going to get, what, what QB, what defensive play you're going to get. So uh, it's it's looking like in this game we're going to get full squads. Uh, for the Red Raiders 7-5 and Big 12, they're averaging 33 points per game. They're allowing 29.5 points per game. 459 yards of offense, but they're allowing 414 yards of offense. So that could be a problem. On the opposite side, Ole Miss, 8-4 in the SEC East, 34.2 points per game. They're allowing 24 points per game, close to 500 yards of offense, and they're only allowing 379 yards of offense. In my eyes, small 3.5-point favorite is Ole Miss. I feel as though the run game will be the deciding factor in this, right? You got two dogs in, in Quinsad Junkins and, and, and Zach Evans. That's going to just two freshmen, 1,400 yards, 5.9 yards per carry, 16 touchdowns. Zach Evans is no slouch. 900 yards, eight touchdowns. He's still averaging 6.6 .6 yards per carry. I That's don't so know. if It's insane, right? I just don't know if Krishan Merriweather and Malik Dunlap. Now, get me, they're both dogs on the defense side of the ball for the Red Raiders. I just don't know if they can slow down the run game. But that's the thing is I don't know which Texas Tech team is going to show up. Okay. Oh, the I, one I that agree. beat Oklahoma and the one that beat Texas or the one that got curb stomped half the year. So like Yeah, I agree. I, I mean from from what the social media is showing, they're they, they seem prepped. They got the, you know, they got the flashy uniforms. The kids are all saying the right things. They they're gonna try to it's been a while, right? They haven't really made any noise in a while. They got a bowl game, they're trying to, you know, trying to turn it around. We'll see what happens, but quarterback play is what I worry about. You you're looking at your third stringer, correct? Uh, Tyler Shaw is going to be, from what I'm reading, he's going to be starting QB. He's got 138 attempts on the year, only 1,000 yards, less than 60% completion, six touchdowns, three interceptions. Like, and you've been sacked nine times. You got sacked more than you threw touchdowns. I have a little bit of a problem with that. You know, you know what I'm saying? I, I, he can rush a little bit, though. He so can. He, he got a little bit of wheels on him. I mean, he's, he's got like 160 yards rushing. Right. So but if you're going to run the ball, it's going to be with Thomas. The right? biggest thing Thompson. is, well, the biggest thing is, is he hasn't really like his stats are being thrown into a game. Not like, hey, I'm preparing for, for three weeks for this team, yes. not being the yeah. quarterback. I, I'm going to tell you right now, watch out. I, I, I think you'll have a have a game because Ole Miss defensively isn't really stout. No, they're not. I mean, so, they have. Uh, in my eyes, I think they only got like two two key standout guys. That's Troy Brown, linebacker, senior, close to 100 tackles. Don't. This is the guy that's going to give fits to Shroud, though. It's going to be DeAndre Prince. You know what I mean? 35 tackles, 23 oh. solo, 10 pass defenses, and a pick. He's going to be the, the guy following the eyes of uh, Tyler Shroud. So I, I I don't know, but oh, me, me and you aren't, aren't very fond of Jackson Dot, and we don't know which Jackson Dot we're ever going to get. You better off flipping a coin when it comes down to that. I mean, 
He, he, I mean, we could almost say that he's almost the same quarterback as he's going against. You know, st- stats-wise, right, 62%. Yeah. This, he played all year, 200 attempts – or, sorry, 200 completions, you know, out of 321 attempts, 18 and 8, you know. Right. We're talking about a third-string quarterback that put up similar numbers who played, you know, like four games and like and sparing work. So yeah, and players and, getting hurt. I'm telling and, you, and back and an old boy in the back, Luke Altman says, "I'm not sitting on the bench for this dude." So he transferred out. Uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah, exactly. And, and that was you, I, you and me thought that if Jackson Dart doesn't show up, I thought it was watch out. It, yeah, I thought it was his team. I really did. Yep. So here we go. I'm gonna uh, tell you right now if if Jackson Dart doesn't ball in this game, if he has one of those man. games where you just fall on your face in the bowl game, yep. Watch out. But you know, you know I me. Mean? Don't give Lane the Lane train this much time to plan for a team. That was know? gonna be my next thing. I was gonna say the coaching in this game was gonna be the X factor. I feel as so. though. You give Lane Kiffin more than seven days to prepare for a team, he's going to come in there and dominate. Uh, well, we're going to find out real quick because Jackson Dark could, could be the equalizer for him. So, right. let me But this is his guy. Coach. It's his guy, right? He brought him with him. He wanted this guy. So, I mean, he hasn't done anything really spectacular. Oh, yeah, I think he had one game. I won't even say one game. It was one second half where he kind of put the team on his shoulders a little bit, made a couple good throws. I was like, okay, this is the guy we thought he could possibly be. And then the following week, we're right back to, you know, 205 yards passing, you know, 55% completion and then one touchdown, two picks. Like we said, we've seen a few games where Ole Miss has just left the quarterback ball. I mean, your your boy Will Levis had a game. Right, right. You know, against <laughs> yeah. Ole Miss. So, I mean, he, he had like four incompletions that game or something. So, right. And somehow lost that game. I, I don't know how you have the game he, he fumbled, had. And fumbles, lost. So, fumbles killed yeah. him, you know. But but that's the thing. Besides that, he played really well. I mean, his you know, completion percentage had to be in the eighties, yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. 90. So it was it was a crazy day for him to lose with those stats. Is crazy to me, right. which tells you just how good the running game was for Ole Miss. And that's what I think. That's what we're wondering what's going to happen. I'd stack the box and make Dart beat me personally. Um, I'm with you, uh, absolutely, a hundred percent. Um, like I said, I just don't know what Texas. That's the two questions. Is what Texas Tech team are you going to get and what Jackson Dot, you know, quarterback are we going to get in this game? All I right, like the me- minus three and a half. I, I think that's going to be a close one. I, I, I do think it's going to be a lot closer than people want it. And it's a good, it's a good line. 71 is crazy, though. Yeah, that's what I think is nuts. I'm going to go with the under, but I think Ole Miss is going to – listen, I think Ole Miss is going to win by a touchdown because I think the run, they're going to control the line of scrimmage with the run game. I think Dot could have a day with the play action. You got two guys on the outside that aren't bad wide receivers. You know, Jonathan Mingo and Malik Heath aren't bad wide receivers. 1,600 yards total between the two of them. My X factor for them is going to be Michael Trigg. Where you been, bro? You were supposed to be a top five tight end this year. I don't know if it's because your QB play has been down. Coaching might have been a question in here. Like, you got a dog tight end. Why aren't you using him? Especially with a run game that's unbelievable. It just screams play action to your tight end, right? I mean, in my eyes, you got a run game like that. He should have been eating up. Yeah, Trey should have been absolutely eaten. So I don't know. I think he could be an X factor in this game, or, or he could be a ghost. But uh, Trey could, could, you know, should have seventeen receptions, at, you know, in three games, not the all year. Yeah, so, ex- exactly. That's what I'm, as I was saying. He should be getting ten targets a game, especially where they run the ball. It just yeah. don't make sense to me. I'm I'm gonna take Ole Miss by a, by a touchdown. 
and I'm going to go uh, under 70. I'm going to go Red Raiders with the upset here just to have a little fun. All right. All right we're going to go uh, We're gonna go with this next game. I'm going to let you take this next game, and you can drill me about my ducks. I mean, this is going to be a fun one because I think we all want to see Bo Nix, Drake May. This this is one of the premier games of the uh, thing. Oregon, North Carolina. Oregon's a 14-and-a-half-point favorite over and under 73-and-a-half, which is bonkers to me, by the way. Uh, Ducks are 9-and-3, 507 yards per game, 48.1% third down inversion at sixth worst. That's disgusting. Uh, Dan Lanning had a phenomenal recruiting glad This is going to be a staple game for them. Uh, where he's going to be smoking cigars after the game or getting smoked. So, <laughs> you know, let's not let's not take away from uh, Mac Brown and you know his 438 yards per game, uh, 17th worst, allowing 438.2 total yards per game. Um, that's that's a lot. You know, we we some we seen some scores. Yeah, from North Carolina. I mean, we opening game this season was like 62, 63. So the last, the last two weeks, I mean, they let DJU look like he was going to be number one pick in the, in the NFL draft. Right? Absolute dog. So, I mean, it's – I don't know which – like, I'm with you. And they, they lost some dudes. When we talked about this. They got no dudes. no quarterbacks. Tony, Tony, yeah. Tony uh, what is it, Grimes, Grimes is gone. Storm Duck is gone. Like, they got nobody back there. Yeah, and I think that's why we're, we see the 14 and a half. Man, that is crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, to where we just saw Oregon just reload. <laughs> they, they look good. Uh, they they really do. Uh, Bo Nix, seventy one, you know, almost seventy two percent completion percentage, which is crazy. Twenty seven and six, uh, sacked only four times, which is crazy. He had eighty four attempts for rushing, five hundred four yards, fourteen touchdowns, and a receiving touchdown. I, love or hate it, those are Heisman numbers. Okay. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> he had more, he. If we put him and Mariota against each other, Bo Nix looks like the better quarterback. Yep. Statistics-wise, I mean, 72% completion. And he was injured a lot. Yes. He had three or four games where he was injured. And, I mean, he, he literally was hobbling. Like, look like, you know, remember le- the left witch thing where they were carrying him? They could have done that with that dude for oh, the last few games. Facts. <laughs> it, it was crazy to me. Uh, they got Bucky Irving running back, 143 attempts, 900 yards, six, 6.3 yards per carry. It's bonkers. Only three touchdowns was kind of crazy. 30 receptions, 300 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Noah Washington's the other guy, 128, 754, another 5.9 yards per carry, five touchdowns, 17 receptions, 132 yards, and a touchdown. That's a, I mean, that's thunder and lightning we got here. I mean, both yep. those guys are really, really solid, really great running game. You know, this is this is the team that I really want to see against Ole Miss because I think that would have been just. Like, yeah, back and forth. Yeah, it would have been bang, crazy. Bang. Yeah. It would have been absolutely bonkers. Uh, best, probably two of the best running teams in in the league. You know, standard running wise, with good quarterback play. But Bo Nix would have, might have been the difference in that aspect. Troy Franklin, fifty six receptions, almost you know eight hundred sixty seven receiving yards, fifteen yards per catch. That's crazy. Eight touchdowns. Chris Hudson, four hundred sixty three yards on forty two receptions at eleven yards per catch. Franklin, they're tied in 27 receptions. You know, that they're just loaded. Can we just yeah. put that out there? I mean, they don't have a single person on the offensive side. You're like, eh, he's okay, this and that. Every single person's 11 yards per catch or carry. Yes. <laughs> yeah. like, and they just keep going. You know, you got Dorless uh, on the defensive side as a defensive end. <clears throat> Sorry. 
34 tackles, 16 solo, nine tackles for loss, two and a half sacks. Those are really, really solid numbers from uh, his junior year. The backup, uh, too, right? He's, he was back he's, Sewell. Yeah. So, you know, with, with Sewell rolling out, you know, he's he going to have a year. I mean, yeah. he, he, he needs to stay because he could be easily – uh, first round draft pick talk about next year. You know, I know, I know that you like him. I know I like him. Oh yeah. Uh, Bennett Williams, he's a senior, sixty-seven tackles, forty-five solos, one half tackles for a loss, two interceptions, a sack, six pass deflections, two forced fumbles. Uh, yeah, bro, you're gonna be drafted. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Just uh, the fact that he's even playing in this game is kind of crazy to me. Because yeah, I don't understand it because Gonzo's going to draft, right? He's not playing. So I was in the impression that, that Williams wouldn't, wouldn't be playing either. But they're saying he could be coming back. I think he's like going to be coming back for the uh, the fifth year. He could be the leader on that defense in the secondary and just shoot up boards. Because right now, I mean, I I'll tell you right now, Dorless and Williams together combined next year would be huge because they brought oh, in yeah. a really good class. Yes. You know, especially like with – and maybe we've got some NIL money, you know, kind of bringing him in. It's like, hey – you know, Peyton Bowen didn't go, so you're kind of the dude now. So I could see that. I could see Williams trying to come back for a fifth, and I mean, why not? I mean, you could yeah, probably look, be on a, the other a, end. First round draft pick, and right now he probably a day. He probably day three, late, late day early, three, early day three, early yeah. day three. All so, right. but now but, they have they have DJU's brother on the other end with Dolus on the on the right side, bro. You got him at the safety position, just running a muck, bonkers. Like that—that's gonna be a fun one. I'm telling yeah, you, I, I can't. I wait. think we agree. Oregon's gonna be absolutely awesome next year. I, I should have waited to talk about them second because so <laughs> we can just keep talking about them. Um, all right, well, Tar Heels—the the biggest win of Mac Brown's whole offseason is keeping Drake May. I mean, yeah, the the hey, fact that he story. came out and people offered him like five million, I, dude, wow, bro, five million to come be the quarterback, and because I mean, he he bleeds. You know, Tar Heel Blue. So here's and, my thing. Here's my thing about that. He denied it, right? He said the rumors were false. But his coach said they were real. Mac Brown is out. You can go on Twitter and search it. He's in an interview saying that those were real offers, and he was happy to have kept his quarterback. Was it five mil or was it more than five mil? And Drake May is just trying to put this under the rug because I think it's more than five mil. I think it might be more than five mil too, which is crazy because you know, <laughs> and that's the thing is we got to talk about it NIO incentives eventually because there this could get ugly. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. we're, we're in five million for our quarterback. It's just nineteen. It's, He's nineteen years old. You know what I mean? Can't even legally drink a beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I, I'm with you, but I mean, he had a crazy year, you know, as a freshman. Yeah, we were talking where he would, you know. Week one, we were saying, hey, could this guy be better than, you know, his relief? And Sam, how, right? Oh, smoked and, him. Smoked him. And yet he's well, – let's be real here. He's twice the quarterback. So, yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, but the crazy thing for me is much going on with the commanders. Why haven't they given that guy a chance? So Why is Carson Wentz starting this week? Why is Sam Howell not starting? Like, they're not yeah. even in the playoff hunt, bro. Let your guy eat. Try him out. Yeah. See what you got. Give him a chance. That's the way I look at it. That's I, I think that's just old coaching. To be honest yeah, with you, like you I don't agree. want the young guy to get his get scared. But I mean, you had four thousand yards passing, sixty five point six percent completion, thirty five touchdowns, seven interceptions. He was sacked thirty eight times, one hundred seventy two rushing attempts for six hundred fifty three yards, seven touchdowns. Um, last year games, he only had one touchdown, he had four picks, fifty eight percent completion. That's not 
fun at all. This could be worse because this is one of the best teams they're going to see all season, to be honest with you. I, I think we – if he has a three-touchdown game with two interceptions, I think that's viable. Okay. Um, you know that 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 we would consider that a good game against Oregon. I think they're they're a really yeah. stout team. So can't be garbage time though. I don't want garbage time numbers. You know what I mean? I don't want you just you know go for like one eighty in the fourth quarter, two touchdowns, and you you know you guys are getting blown out by twenty one. What I don't want to see, I'd like to see if I'm like if you they have a chance to win it. If he throws two interceptions, that better be early. Yeah, yeah, everything right. better be. I want to see the comeback, but I I want it to be like not in like you know. Six yep. minutes in the fourth, and all of a sudden you decide that you know when the game's not 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 in it anymore, and you guys want to just chuck the rock and you score one, and you know, and then you get lucky with no time left. That doesn't count for me. I want a solid game the whole way through. You need it. You really need the rebound. You've been terrible for the last four weeks. Yeah, and you know, and the running back group isn't bad. Green Hampton both averaging four point five yards a carry. You know, five hundred eight yards. They're young. Five hundred eight yards rushing, three hundred ninety seven yards rushing. Um, which, when you got a quarterback throwing for four thousand yards, I ex- actually expect those numbers to be better. Yeah, um, I, you know, it tells you a lot about their offensive line. You know, Antonio Green, their wide receiver, that's their second wide receiver because old boy's leaving. Yeah, but uh, he had forty-three receptions, almost eight hundred yards, seven touchdowns, eighteen yards per catch. It's absolutely ridiculous, Insane. by the way. Insane. I mean, it's kind of just bonkers to me. They have a sophomore wide receiver who's got another eighteen yards per catch. Uh, and J.J. Jones, 23 receptions, 423 yards. This might be com- his coming out party. Yeah. Because he he's – that dude's elite, and oh, he's yeah. young. I like and the tight end a lot, though. Nesbitt's a dude. Nesbitt is a dude. 32 receptions, 470, 470 yards, 14 yards per catch, almost 15 yards per catch, three touchdowns. They're loaded. Yeah. On that side. I just on don't think side. their line yes. – <laughs> their line isn't as strong. And that's no. what I think is the problem. Look at you what know. you said. What under a thousand yard rushing between two guys, right? Sack thirty eight times, like that's terrible. Yeah, dude, I'm uh, thirty eight times in twelve games is bonkers. Yeah, that that's like Will Levis. Will Levis was sacked forty three times. Like you can't be productive. It's very difficult. The fact that he threw four thousand yards while getting murdered is just you know a testament in itself. Yeah, it, it was kind of crazy, you know. I don't know exactly what they're going to come with. Have no Josh Downs hurts. If he was in the game, I'd say you got a much better chance. You can spread around. You got three guys that are better dudes instead of just one and a half because not really sure what we're going to see out of uh, Hampton in comparison, you know, him and Green. So, uh, and then Antonio Green, wide receiver. I still like J.J. Jones more in person. I just just really like him. Um, What do you think about your boy? Yeah. Let's get to the defensive side. Like, I – I've been preaching Cedric Green from the get-go. Um, <laughs> first, the first game of the season, he's the only person that did anything. Um, we're talking 137 tackles, 67 solos, uh, 10 tackles for loss, a sack, five uh, pass deflection, three forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries. Uh, I want. I thought for sure he had an interception or two. Um, I know he had at least one interception. I'll have to check it because I, I, I was watching the game that he had a pick on. It might have got called back, though. I was going to say, I think he got called back for uh, defensive um, Yep. Uh, so, he's a dude. You yeah. know, I, I love Cedric Gray. I, I've been preaching him from the get-go. It's a little crazy to think that he's a junior probably coming back. Yeah. When, yeah. Because <laughs> he ain't big by any means. He, 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 Jayon Brown, if, if you want a comparison. Yeah. 
Yeah. Jayon Brown is a really good comparison for Cedric Gray. So, but Jayon Brown's been starting in the league for, you know, eight years. So he's a guy that I actually feel like you can plug and play somewhere. He could legit play nickel, you know, safety, nickel linebacker. You can move him a little bit here and there. Well, so, play on, I think he could play on probably a dozen teams right now. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I personally, I think he's better than Kazir White. Yeah. So, and similar, so, similar style too. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I like him in that aspect. I think that he's he's a dude. Uh, the other guy, uh, DeAndre Boykins, 60 tackles, 42 solo, four and a half tackles for loss, two sacks, an interception, seven pass deflections, and a fumble recovery. That's pretty solid numbers. We're gonna he's gonna get picked on today. Oh, or, yeah. So we're gonna see what what he's about right away because Bo Nixon ain't gonna shy away. The thing is, is the problem about you can't stack the box against Oregon. Because they have too many weapons. I mean, their tight ends good. Their wide receivers are good. Their running backs are good. Bo Nix will kill you. That's how it's so, run. So, it, it, yeah. So, but that's the thing is, I would rather give myself, I, I'd probably go too high safety mm-hmm. and stack the box and see what you got. And then if you get beat, you're going to have to just change the game plan at halftime. But the problem yep. is when you change the game plan and you go with the cover two or you go with a nickel, right? You're so susceptible to bow with the screen game and the, and the play action of Bucky and, and Whittingham, like Whittington, they, they just do their thing. It's, it's crazy how they do it. And, and with his legs being such a weapon, when bow rolls and Bucky rolls, you don't know if, if, if Bo's going to take it, he's going to throw a little screen to Bucky on, on the flat and just let him take off. You just don't know. It'll be yep. interesting with the cornerbacks being inexperienced in this game. Um, I just have a funny feeling. Nobody's gonna be able to cover Franklin. Uh, the only thing about for me is, you know, we see a 14 and a half. Matt Brown played, you know, in the Big 12 where scoring is a thing, right? Yeah, I, I mean, score, yeah. score. So he 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 understands what he's going against. He's he's still a great coach. Right. Okay? So well, I've watched him not I think 14 and a half plan. is just a little much. So I, personally, I would, I'm taking Tar Heels plus the points because I just don't see 15 points happening. I'm going to go Oregon in the over because I watched Mac Brown and, and UNC get demolished in the so first half. You think half of the 73 game. and a half is going to be a thing? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're Oregon's, Oregon's 45. 45. Yeah. Yeah. 45, 31. Well, that 76, right? So it's over. I think we see like a 38, 35 game. All right. I mean, 38-30. The number, they're not stupid. They're I, not I just stupid. don't think it's 14 and a half. I, I, I don't see them winning by 15 points. I feel, I feel Oregon And if they win early. by two touchdowns, you lose. So, I'm going to take the 14 and a half. Yeah, I know. I just, the, the half point is something so small, but. Yeah, it could could stick to me. I, I understand what you're saying. I just, I just don't think cornerback play can stop them. There's so many so many weapons on there. Ferguson, a tight end, could just have a dominant game because. They're going to be keying up on the wide receiver. And see, right? that's why I like Cedric Gray in that aspect because I do feel like he can cover him. So, All right, but if he's going to cover him, then the run game is going to dominate because you can pull him out of the middle of the field. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So like, I feel like Oregon just has too much offensive power, and that's not me being a homer. Everybody knows I'm a Ducks no, fan. I, I, we agree. A healthy yeah. Oregon team, I think, gives Georgia all they want now. Yeah, yeah. Now, so they're going to totally different game. I would have loved that game to be like week three, per se. Right. If that would have right. been week three or something – that would have been bonkers. It would have, have been, I mean, it would have been one of the best games of the year, I think. K-K-T they just got Morgan too early. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was his first game. Like, he wasn't ready for all. He didn't, you know, 
And, yep. and KT asked me midseason, he goes, would you really want to see that game again? I said, 100%. Like, it's a totally different squad. Bo Nix is, is in control. Everybody's bought in. You know, yes, the defense gives up points, but it doesn't face them. Like, it's always right, they scored. Let's go get, let's go get we, it back. We saw basically the same. We can put LSU and Oregon together, and we basically saw the same thing. Really yeah. rough first game, and then the team came together. You're like, oh. Yep. Okay, and, and the only thing, LSU had a stud wide receiver just not play. To up to par. So if he had played up to par, they could have been even better, I think. Yep. Because you saw so, the you saw the the emergence of, of Malik Neighbors this year for LSU. For sure. All right, let's get in the uh, let's get in this next one. Oklahoma versus Florida State in the Cheez It Bowl. Uh Florida State's favored by nine and a half. I know that's gotta hurt your heart a little bit. Over <laughs> over under sixty five and a half. Um just a lot of things to talk about here. Venables I gave him a C minus on the report card for his first year because the defensive guy, defensive numbers weren't good. Well, I'm going to change that real quick. Oklahoma led the league, the entire league, in tackles for loss. Points per game. Yards and per I game. get that, right? Uh, now, the Big 12's points per game is a big deal. Can we also talk that he lost 22 starters? Yeah, no, I, I understand. I get it. I mean – like I said, that when you come in as a defensive guy and five out of the major numbers, four out of the five major numbers are in the red, I got to give you a negative mark. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get it. Gabriel wasn't you know, healthy for, what, three games this year. Um, They lost somebody in the secondary early in the season, right? I understand all that. But, dude, you are, like, supposed to be a defensive guru. You did your thing in the offseason, right? You, you you brought the, the brothers in. Both McLaughlin brothers are here. Uh, you got Peyton Bowen. Jackson Arnold's coming in. Like, uh, uh, still yeah, I mean, yeah, he he had a phenomenal – I mean, let's talk about – I mean, we I agree. You know, they lost a lot of players. They've lost a lot of players to the transfer portal. They've lost a lot of players to, you know, seniors that are going to the Senior Bowl and getting yeah. ready for the draft and stuff like that. You know, I think they've got five players in the Senior Bowl, which is bonkers, um, including, you know, Gray. They, so here's the crazy thing, and, you know, I know that's not on our on our docket. They have a transfer from Washington, and he's been there the entire offseason, right, in Mecca. So he's a five-star recruit mm-hmm. as a running back, and we ain't even talking about it. He can play in this game, right? Right, but now here's the thing, and I spoke about this um, the other night. Would that give up his freshman status? Like, because you can only play so many downs, right? So many snaps before you have to give up your red shirt. Yeah, but no, no, it's four. You can play up to four games and keep your red shirt, right? Four games. Okay, that's what I wasn't sure about. I know there was a percentage. He can play every single snap. Of this game, right? And it's all right. So in a game, if you take a snap, that is counted as played time, correct? Yeah. One snap, okay. Because I was talking about the gentleman from UCF, right? The third string QB, who didn't. I was talking about last night with Russ. Uh, Plumley got hurt. They played Tulane in the bowl game, right? Uh, not the bowl game, the championship game. Uh, Plumley was hurt, couldn't play. The, set, the backup quarterback had a high ankle sprain, barely could walk. And the in the, the third QB was a, a freshman. He, had, I guess he had no time left. If he took the snap, he would have to give up his red shirt. So he said he was ineligible. 
You quit on your team, pretty much. Is what I, what I look at it in a in a conference championship because you don't want to give a red shirt. Like, come on, man. And you're a quarterback. You know, we're I'm talking about Central Florida, uh, Oklahoma. That they added uh, the Central Florida running back too. Bentavious uh, Thompson. That dude had a thousand yards rushing this year. Dude, crazy. Absolutely crazy. I mean, the guys that they have brought in, and like I was telling you, they brought in uh, Emeka Megway. Yep. Uh, he's, he was the five-star that was at Washington. And because he transferred in the middle of the summer, it was just one of those things that we were like, hey, it's kind of bonkers to see a guy come in of this status and not play all season and get a chance to play in the bowl game. We got a lot of young dudes. I mean, this might be the youngest team in a bowl game for Oklahoma in a very long time because wide receivers are young. You know, I'm a little surprised. You know, we got Drake Stoops playing, which is cool. You got Marvin Mims is playing, which is shocking to us. You know, I think that we can't hear you. So helps if I unmute playing. myself. It helps oh, if good. I unmute myself. Is he playing? <laughs> is Mims playing? Like, cause I, I, I'd be he's surprised. there. He he's in he's in Florida right now. So I love it. But all right. I, so is is Farouk going to take over for Theo Weiss? Yes. Okay. I mean, I n- nothing against Theo, and I and I love Theo. Uh, I, I think he's a character, but he's <laughs> another one of those guys that from that recruiting class that wasn't very good. You know, Same we're talking. Hazel, they right? had three five stars in that recruiting class. The, See ya. And then, and Mims wasn't one of them, and no. Mims took all of their spots. Yep. Right. We had Theo Weiss. You had Jaden Hazelwood. Yep. And uh, who's the other kid? Um, we spoke about him earlier in the year too. All, all three of them, how they just—they they all fizzled, just disappeared. And yeah. all three have hit the transfer portal. They've all went somewhere else. Oh, sorry, uh, Mario Williams. Mario Williams yeah. was solid. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. So they had, they had, and then Marvin Mims was the guy. And he wasn't even on the radar in comparison. <laughs> look, at Russ. look at Russ. Colorado is toilet, he says. <laughs> I love it. My, my it's just one of those friend. crazy things, you know, when we talk about, you know, players and teams. And, you know, I mean, I could talk about Oklahoma and what they've done. And, you know, they probably won the recruiting aspect because we don't even talk about how they're, okay, yeah, they're a top six recruiting class. They don't even count the transfer portal. They had the number one transfer portal. So it'll probably be Colorado when it's all said and done. But, you know, they were number one on signing day. I mean, right. gra- grabbing the brothers alone was huge. Oh, yeah. So, 100%. 100%. You know, That's they, domination. It's been a really, really good, you know, job in the transfer portal, really good recruiting class. I would argue the class that they're bringing in is the top three class all, all together with transfer portal and what they need and stuff like that. Jackson Arnold, I'm sorry, Dylan. I mean, you you better step it up. You, you better you better absolutely ball out because yeah, he's Jackson coming. Arnold coming for the throat. I mean, oh, that's yeah. a real thing. So, who uh, do we see at running back? Are we going to see? Is it going to be Javante Bonds, the freshman? Because they've been like we. I've been asking you all season, what's the deal? And they've been stuffing him in the bag. I love Javante Barnes. You know that the, the crazy thing is, we could see everything. Gavin is going to We can to see play. my dude. He's going to yeah. play. One hundred percent going to play, um, and the, and and that's the thing is, he's been in, he's been getting interviewed this last week, you know. Yes. So we're going to see him. 
we're going to see him play, and he's they say he's the fastest kid on the team. Yep, which is saying something because they got a guy who I know runs a 427. So if you're in a 427, they say Gavin, you know, Sawchuk is faster than you, then I really need to see this in my life. Yes, because Javante yes. Barnes is a burner too. Uh, and you know, we talked about the running back, uh, Mecca, uh, coming in. Right. He, he's right. a five star recruit, he's a he's a dude, dude. He's he looks big to me, so he, he's going to be that thunder for, for sure. You know, they've got five running backs, and then they've got another, you know, two stud running backs coming in, you know, of two four stars. Uh, and then Hicks is a dude, like we already talked about Hicks being coming yeah. in. And I was, he, I wanted an Oregon. But that's the crazy thing. They're, they have too many people. Yeah, he could still bounce. <laughs> but I don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, they have too many people. We got DJ Graham, who's been playing, you know, corner and has one of the greatest interceptions I've ever seen in my life, where he had the one hand against Nebraska. He's playing receiver for this game. Really? Yes, he's completely converted. He converted the last couple games of the year. Um, he's playing full on receiver. Uh, they say he looks really good in practice. Um, he's made a lot of good plays. So when we're seeing guys like Theo Weiss come on, DJ Graham is the guy that I tell you really need to watch out for because we've seen that dude has hands. So, all right, I need to know. We talked about being a crowded linebacker room, right? They got the brothers. I'm gonna call them brothers. Are there? What happens with Stutzman? And oh, you he know Stutzman so, is, is an NFL is is first round pick, correct? David Aguebu with 100% is probably going to be a guy. I mean, yeah, I think Stutzman's only a sophomore. So, right, no, he is. I'm saying, but when he goes, after, after, I mean, 100 some tackles this year alone. Next year, yeah. I would assume he's going to build on that. That's got to be close to being in, you know, eight, late first round, early second, right? 100%. I, I mean, I, I do not like to compare certain players and this and that uh, in general, but if you look at the tape, Danny Stutzman gives me freaking Brian Erlacher vibes. Like, I could not Woo! even tell you. It is crazy. I, I mean, am. he. He does not miss a gap assignment. And that's something that you would, you know, praise about Brian Erlacher. So he, I get those vibes all single day. And he don't miss. I mean, his tackle rate is like in now, the 85 percentile or something. So can, can he control Jordan Travis in the run game for Forest State? Uh, Trey Benson, Travion Ward have been pretty decent this year, you know, close to 1,600 yards total. Uh, 14 touchdowns, but they both average over six yards per carry. Can Stutzman, Ugawaba, slow that down? Yeah, Aguebu and Stutzman. Aguebu, are, that's it. Yeah, I got you. Um, like we said, they're really, really solid in the middle. Um, not to mention their front four is really, really good. I just don't know how good the offensive line for Florida State's going to hold up, as well as Oklahoma's, because they have three guys that are playing, or two guys playing the Senior Bowl. Um, and both of them are probably going to be drafted the first two rounds. So, and Wanya Morris and Harris. So, Ooh, and, and Gabriel's was sacked 20 times this season. Yeah. Um, which that's a little bit on Gabriel, too. He kind of holds the ball. Um, he does like Joe Burrow very, very late with the ball. Yeah. Well, listen, you're a lefty, bro. Just let us let us sling. Um, <laughs> it, and, and you know, if you're if you're watching Tua's tape, don't throw to the right side. So, right. <laughs> um, Keep your strength, and he his strength is to the left side. <clears throat> it's it, but he has thrown better to the right side than I think I expected all year. Um, he doesn't turn the ball over. Um, 
he had, you know, where he had a couple fumbles. But besides that, I mean, he had, what, just a few picks this year. So, Yeah, but, I mean, on his side of the ball, the guys he's going to be facing, you're talking about two dogs and Jared Verse, 41 tackles, 19 sold, 14 half tackles, four, seven half sacks, and fumble recovery. And my man on the defensive backside, Keem Den, is a straight beast. Junior, he's got 51 tackles, 29 uh, solo, half tackles. Keem Den is a dog, bro. So he's going to have – and that's on one side. They both play the left side of the field. I mean, Gabriel's going to have to dominate in this one, and he's going to be facing some some heat. I love the nine half points, um, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I don't think that Forza can hang 10 on them, to be honest with you. I, don't, I, I just think it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people expect. And the reason why you're seeing this, we have so many people going to the transfer portal, trans, you know, graduating, you know, getting ready for the combine. It is young, but that's one of the the young games, man. That's that's the guys that scare you because they're hungry. They're, tr- I mean, they know what class they got coming in. Yes, yes. So they're they are playing for not only to win this game, they're playing for a position next year. Slot, hundred percent. And Dylan Gabriel's got to have the ball. And he's going to – I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to have a 300-yard game. I'm going to tell you that off a rip. So – I like it. It, it. It's going to be good. He I mean, he went 25-6 and six this year, missed three games, you know, the three biggest games he needed to play, and he, he was out for. So, right. I'm going to tell you now, Florida State has been really good. They're 9-3, and three, but it's the ACC. I, I'll take a lot of the guys in the Big 12 or the ACC. I, I really will. Yes. Uh, it's just one of those things because, you know. Different style football. 100%. I'm North Carolina and Florida State. They play each other. Really good game, right? Yeah, yeah. I and mean, I would argue I would argue that maybe North Carolina is a better team. Okay. I I think Oklahoma beat the bricks off of North Carolina. So, <laughs> I, I don't think it would be close. Right. Um, the only problem is is – how young they are for the game. And right. that, that's why it's going to be a fun one. You know, it's going to be one of those great games that I just – I wish I was going to, to be honest with you. It's just, I just didn't want to fly to Tallahassee um, yeah. during a holiday period. It's yeah. tough. You know, because I already told you, I'm trying to go down to the Cotton Bowl. Uh, still, right. I still haven't heard from Maddie, so we're going to find out. So, All right. Who, who you got? I'm going to go Oklahoma and the under. Same. Actually, uh, I, I think it's going to be a lot lower scoring game. Oklahoma's absolutely owned Florida State in the last 20-something years. So I don't think Florida State – I think Florida State has one win maybe in the last four. So – and Oklahoma's – I mean, we own them in – at a home game. I'm with you. I think we got Oklahoma and the under is a really good thing, I, especially if you give me nine and a half points. So – You hear you know, here. It's a P2P lock. Oklahoma and the under. Now – a boy from head, uh, head-to-head, Russ, Clutch Russ, uh, 72. If you want to follow him on Twitter, he got a question. He says, so, question, do you take recruiting class rank and transfer class rank, take the average, and is that your rankings, understanding more of this recruiting? It's uh, For me, it's a three-part. You know, what they got already to what they brought in and what they have coming in in the next class. And also, I incorporate a coaching grade into the whole thing. Um, what they brought in for coaching, what left for coaching. So, it, you know, it, it's a, I'm going to go with three and a half point factoring. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm with you. Uh, in, in, the, in Russell's aspect, you know, he's he's a big Nebraska fan. Right. And as much flack as I was got got from saying from the get-go that Matt Rule's going to be the guy. Yes. You know, what he's done in college football is unarguably, you know, it's it's impressive. 
you know, bad teams to good teams. It's what he's do- what he does. You know, Baylor was in the absolute dumps and was this close to being done forever. Right. And took into a 12-win season. Yeah. Pulled it on the and take. T- did the same thing with Temple. You know, took them from, you know, a nothing team to a 12-win team. So, or, you know, an 11-win team. So, in both aspects, Matt Rule's a great hire. Love or hate it. What he's doing in the transfer portal, phenomenal. Fire. What he, You know, he had a really good recruiting class considering how late they brought him in. Right. So, and for what they needed and what they're getting, I, right now Nebraska's gotten an A for me. I mean, I, agree. I, I 100% believe that they made the right move. They're bringing in the right defensive players. They brought in one of the better recruiters. We already talked about this. Yep. Well, um, you know, I still am shocked that your team, Kentucky, and you're an yep. Oregon and Kentucky guy, but uh, you guys took one of our guys coaching yeah. and one of the best recruiters in the country. Give me, give me John. I, give me John all day, baby. I was absolutely blown, mind blown about it. I was like, and, you know, I messed him right away and said, hey, congrats. You know, appreciate you. You know, it's your time. And he's like, Hey, you know, at least I'm still in the family, right? And, and yeah. so, and that was cool. Uh, he, you know, he's staying. You know, got Stoops brother still. So it's right. he's brought in by, you know, by Bob, and now he's go, right. just going to go chill with Mark. So, yep. Uh, I got I got next topic here. I'm just going to throw it up quick, and uh, you know the deal. Girlfriends still stay undefeated. Ain't Bowen said, oh, "I'm sorry, Oregon." I'm going to Oklahoma. Uh, probably one of the wildest 24-hour periods in signing day um, that I've seen. Like he, he went from Notre Dame to Oregon to Oklahoma in less than 24 hours. I'll give you the W. With girlfriends are still undefeated. The parents paid a huge role in this. And also, you know what the other role is. I don't want to air nobody's business out there, but somebody wasn't starting on an Oregon soccer team. Let me just say that if you if they had to go to Oregon, because well, yeah, like, so that fact is in. But what do you what are your thoughts on your guy um, going to Oklahoma? Well, you know, we 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 planted the flag weeks before. Mm-hmm. We said it was here, you know, and we we had a T two T exclusive. This is going to happen, love or hate it, and I got smashed <laughs> right as soon as the Oregon thing come up. The first thing I said. I said, listen, until he signs his national letter of intent, do not come at me. Yeah. Because mama still want him to go to Oklahoma. His girlfriend plays, you know, soccer at Oklahoma. And let's be real. The one of the greatest pictures that we will see all season. They put her up on the that's so bad, dude. <laughs> the first picture OU soccer just posts and tags OU football of his girlfriend smiling, smiling. holding the soccer ball. Hey, girlfriends savage, are undefeated. Bro. Savage. That was savage social media work right there. I love it. It was, I, I, and it was instant, away. too. It was instant. Like, it was almost planned. Like, watch this, guys. Here we go. Because it loaded, yeah. <laughs> because the crazy thing is, where was this picture? Being, I have never seen this picture. Well, it was Sad. probably taken that weekend, bro. <laughs> yeah. So that that's the crazy thing. It was, it was, it's savage. You know, and good on them. Peyton Bowen's a phenomenal gift for Oklahoma. Um, especially considering what they they went from like a like nine to six, and just from the Peyton Bowen flip. Yeah, well, I mean, it was within like 
12 hours, right? You had McLaughlin brother sign and Paintbone flipped. Jackson Arn- uh, Arnold signed. So, I mean, that, that those are three big home run hitters right there. Yeah, but you got to think about it. One of them's the only transfer kid, right? So he's he's not even considered in the class because yeah, he transferred yeah, from yeah. Indiana. But, but he might be the best transfer, you know, at the position defensive end. So right. I, you can't even – like, that's where I say – that's why I think they won so well because we don't even get to count the four kids that they signed Right, you know, from the transfer portal that are, are top, these kids are going to be like draft, like early day one, day two draft picks. So, hundred percent. Well, so let's we're rolling right into it. Our uh, final topic is who had more fireworks? Was it the uh, transfer portal in the first, you know, twelve days, or was it you know the first week of uh, early signing day? Which one had more fireworks, and why? Well, this is a tough one, right? Because there's some huge names in the transfer portal. Um, the biggest one happened yesterday for me. Right. And you tagged me, and I was I was driving, and I'm and I'm I shouldn't have been, you know my what my son's got my phone. He's like, Dad, who's Sam Hartman? He's like, he's like, I'm like, he's the quarterback for Wake Forest. He said, Not anymore. I'm like, <laughs> What? And he's like, He's like, Nino said he's he's transferring. And I was like, oh, my God, I was ripped. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, I was mind-blown, you know. Um, so props to him because I was – I just like, yeah, right. And he's like, no, Nino said he's transferring. He's in a transfer portal. I'm like <laughs> – Hold on a second. Wait a I minute. I couldn't believe it. I, I mean, Sam Hartman is an absolute get for anybody oh. uh, just to see him. I mean, let's be – Wake Forest was lucky to get him anyway. Yeah, keep them. Um, I don't know how they kept them. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, with especially NIL, they they can't afford him. So no, not at all. There's too many teams that need a good quarterback. He can go wherever he wants to. Uh, and that's I, where I truly feel that. I'm gonna, for me personally, I'm gonna go with the portal had more fireworks because it's still the, the fireworks are still popping off. They're outside still, of, yeah. Outside of Peyton Bowen and Dante Moore, nothing really surprised me. Yeah, there was some, like a whole lot of moves that we were like, oh, some crazy moves here and there. I'm right. with you. the The transfer portal is literally NFL free agency, and you know we're seeing so many big kids. I mean, Oklahoma had a lot of great gets. You know, yes. Alabama, dude. Let's be real. The fact that A and M brought in basically, we can say you brought in one transfer. You well, lost twenty five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, you're one in twenty five in the transfer portal. Like, and we're not talking. I don't care if AM brought in the number one class this year because of what they lost. Yeah. It's a, you know, you lost an entire roster. You know, of your 85 kids, 25 of them are in the transfer portal. And they're beasts. So Russ that was huge. Hotman's Hotman's going Notre Dame, my man. Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame, bro. All right. Um, which is huge, by the way. I mean, it was a great, that's a phenomenal get. So it's been a blast. Fifty-five minutes doing uh, college football during the daytime with you. It's been a uh, you know a treat. I, I ain't trying to say this, but uh, I kind of love it. Yeah, so. yeah, it was good. It was good time. I like it. Uh, we'll be back in uh, forty-eight hours to give you another rundown on Friday. Um, we got Brandon Lejeune from Debbie Deep Dive. We'll be talking about twenty twenty-four draft class. These young boys going in there. Who he's got in the top quarterbacks? Where Leary's ranked? Uh, I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm still waiting to see your boy Carson. Where are you going? He's been very quiet. I hit him up this morning. I'm going to see what he gets back. But uh, it'll be interesting. 
It was a great, great episode. P2P, we're out.